The hour of 7 o'clock having arrived, I'm going to call this meeting to order. The clerk will call the roll. Shower. Shower present. Uh, Schwellenbach. Absent. Yeah. Delayed. Okay. Stubbs. Veldrin. Veldrin present. Weg Leitner. Present. Young. Here. Young present. Audette. Here. Audette present. Baird. Here. Baird present. Bollig. Here. Bollig present. Buckingham. Here. Buckingham present. Chavala. Absent. Chenoweth. Here. Chenoweth present. Plasius. Here. Present. Danner. Here. Danner present. DeGarmo. Here. DeGarmo present. Downing. Doyle, Doyle absent. Iker, Iker present. Erickson, Erickson present. Jones, Jones absent. Kiefer, Kiefer present. Kilmer, Kilmer absent. Canole, Canole present. Krause, Krause present. Kuhn, Kuhn present. Levin, Levin present. McCarvel. Carvel present. Miles. Here. Miles present. Nelson. Here. Nelson present. Nguyen, Nguyen Hilfiger Here. present. Peters. Peters absent. Ratcliffe. Here. Ratcliffe present. Rip. Here. Rip present. Ritt. Here. Rusk. Here. Salov. Absent. Corrigan. Here. You have a quorum. We have a quorum. Supervisors Chavla, Jones, and Saloff had indicated that they would not be able to join us this evening. And I think we have Schwellenbach here and Stubbs here. Also. Okay. And Danner is also here. Perfect. Okay. Please join me for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. Welcome all. We're here for our annual um, hearing on the budget um, that the county executive has um, issued. We've done our two hearings when after the department request came in, and this is the budget hearing that we do um, with the full board. Um, after the um, county exec issues his budget. So we're here to hear from the public on their thoughts on this, and welcome to those in the gallery. We ha I have some registrations. If you, if you wish to speak tonight and you haven't filled out a registration, please get a form from the table behind um, this wall and um, turn it in, and we'll um, be glad to hear from you. Um, the speakers tonight have five minutes um, for their remarks. So we'll get started and um, hear for first from, I'm, I'm going to call two names. So I'll call the first name and if the second person then could be ready um, to come up when the first one is done. So first is Gary Werner um, to talk about the Land and Water um, 2020 County Budget. He's representing Cranes, the Capital Region Advocacy Network for Environmental Sustainability. And then after Gary will be Liz Wessel. Thank you, Gary. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair, members of the County Board, uh, for this opportunity to speak. 
Um, and as indicated, I'm here along with several other people to support the $23.5 million in the capital budget for the Land and Water Resources Department and the $10.3 million in the operating budget for the, for the same department for 2020. Um, among the various components of those two budgets that I want to highlight a little bit for you are in the operating budget, um, there are several new positions in the, uh, in the county parks department. Uh, one is an assistant parks director. Uh, you well understand what an important asset the county parks are, the number of people that use them every year, and the number of volunteers that help support them. You have a small staff that uh, is dedicated, but uh, you need some more positions. There are also a, a, another position that would um, support the apprentice program and the getting youth outdoors activities of the, of the park department, which, as you can all appreciate, it's really important to get the younger folks using these tremendous resources that we, that we have provided. You and your predecessors on the board over the last 30 years have consistently supported money for the County Conservation Fund, and we're happy that the uh, county executive is adding another $4 million. Uh, there are still many projects yet to be completed in the, the Parks and Open Space Plan, and um, as some of you know, the ones that I, I have most dear to me are the uh, the trails programs. Uh, there are gaps yet to fill in the Ice Age Trail. There's a major gap in the Capital City Trail between the east side of Madison and the Glacial Drumlin Trail out in, out in Cottage Grove. Um, there is work underway, but not yet done on the new trail along County Highway M on the north side of Lake Mendota. Um, last year, we opened the uh, really spectacular new bridge across the uh, Yehara River from Lake Farm County Park to McFarland as part of the, um, I'll say, Madison to Stoughton Trail. There's more work to be done there. So there are, are gaps yet to be uh, closed in the trail system. There are needs in the county parks. Um, the budgets over the years have consistently and persistently, because of the funding levels, made consistent progress in keeping these critical components of our green infrastructure that makes Dane County such a wonderful place to live in um, possible. And so I'm, we're asking you to continue that legacy that the county board has, as I said, been, been doing for over 30 years to uh, invest in these important assets for the community um, while you also address some of the the newer issues of or newly understood issues of uh, about climate change that are coming with uh, some of the flooding, uh, and there's money in the budget to deal with some of that. But I'm, I'm, uh, and uh, others are going to talk about those aspects of, of the budget. I just want to be sure that you remember that we need to keep plugging away at making this plan entirely whole. So thank you very much for your support and. Uh, I hope you will go forward uh, in the tradition of your predecessors of the past. Thank you, Gary. Next up is Liz Wessel, who will be followed by Marilyn V. 
feel. Just a there we go. Yeah, five minutes. Um, I'm Liz Wessel. I am a local leader in the Four Lakes group of the Sierra Club and um, also part of our newly formed climate crew because we're very concerned about making progress on climate change, um, cl the climate crisis, and uh, resiliency in our community. And we think that Dane County should and can be a leader in that process. Um, so one thing we would like to say, we're in support of the budget. We think it's uh, very good for the environment and natural resources. And we'd like, but we do have some things we'd like to see more of. And we particularly, because the Dane County Climate Action Plan isn't passed yet, there's, there is kind of a void in here. There are no, not a lot of new initiatives in that area. And so we're hoping that we can really move forward. We are in a crisis. Let's not pretend we're not. So the area that I'm working with cranes as well on is I'm going to talk a little bit about some of our water resources. But I, I did want to bring an analogy into this because I was thinking tonight it's getting cold and I had my warm woolen sweater out and I was thinking of knitting and I was thinking the budget, at least for me as a citizen, is a lot of threads. <laughs> and you have to go searching through all those threads to find what you want in the budget or not. And it's kind of complicated. But what I want to say is that what we need to do here is really weave all these threads around climate change, around the climate crisis, around resiliency into a complex pattern that speaks to the crisis. And so as you think about this, think about pulling all these things together because we're finding little bits and pieces all over throughout the budget. They speak to progress, but we need to be talking about it in a clear way for everyone to understand. So some of these things, we need a holistic watershed approach. We, we're dealing with algae. We have things on salt pollution and phosphorus and sediment control. And now we're talking about dredging. We need to be pulling these together to think about watersheds in a holistic way, make sure that we're going up watershed to think about what, how we can stop things before they get down into our lakes and below. We need to implement the Stormwater Technical Advisory Committee recommendations that was done in 2017. And I agree, we need to invest in dredging, but the long-term solution is a holistic approach. We can't just dredge without going upstream, slowing down and retaining sediments up above where we're dredging. Otherwise, we're investing to reinvest again. We're just going to spend more money on dredging. So let's consider how we balance that money between dredging and also upstream solutions to this. Specifically, we support the funding for the Urban Water Quality Grant Program. Um, we also are supporting the Yohara Clean Agri Agricultural Conservation Practices. And the two initiatives that speak to climate change as well as flooding are the continuous crop cover crop program and the flood risk acquisition fund. Both of them do great jobs in allowing us to go upstream, set aside land, take it out of where we're going to have flood issues, but it provides cover and that's carbon sequestration. It allows us to also do some good work on carbon. So let's keep thinking of programs like that as we move forward and again, bring together these threads that are all kind of out there and really tell a story about how Dane County is dealing with climate change and the climate crisis. So I want to thank you for uh, being here tonight.
taking your jobs and um, really creating a good budget for the rest of the county and the community. So thank you. Thank you, Liz. Next up is Marilyn Feel, who will be followed by Rhonda Connor. Marilyn. My name is Marilyn File, and I'm here to represent myself as well as the Affordable Housing Action Alliance. Um, just tell you a little bit about myself. I worked for five years at the Salvation Army. I did um, intake, um, and I was also case manager, and then I worked for about 16 years at Community Action Coalition as a housing caseworker, helping homeless families and individuals to find housing. Um, and an Affordable Housing Action Alliance is a group of um, average citizens, housing advocates, and some people who are connected with housing development. And we are promoting um, affordable housing. Um, so our group decided we had some things we wanted to say. Um, we really support increasing the amount of money for the Affordable Housing Development Fund from $3 million to $6 million. Um, this is a big um, issue, as we all know, affordable housing. There's not enough. Um, and this also decreases the pressure on the homeless shelters. Um, we want to keep the, the ball rolling and keep the funding level at the same level as 2019. We need to keep uh, moving forward with um, getting more affordable housing. Um, we also are in support of the of $1.3 million of capital funds, I think, for the Salvation Army redevelopment. We're really concerned about, um, of course, not having enough shelter space, but also having quality shelter space where the kids have a place to play inside. They, they would have a gym. Um, there would be more space for the families. It would be um, really improve their quality of life, and also they could shelter more families. And there would be a, a housing component as well, um, providing um, apartments for formerly homeless families and single women, I believe. So we're really in support of that. Um, I also wanted to speak up about a couple other things. Um, I'm really um, uh, would like to see $100,000 added to eviction prevention funds for um, families and individuals that um, are not eligible for the HUD emergency eviction prevention funds. Um, when I worked at Community Action Coalition and I would help people with funding, there was always so many strings tied to a lot of different funds. And, and that's, with the HUD funding, you have to meet certain criteria, and there's people who are left out and, and don't get the help. So I think we need to um, cast a wider net and be able to help more people and be more flexible. Um, also, um, one thing that I'm really concerned about is helping those families that don't meet the criteria for um, much of the affordable housing. Um, there's the, the housing list that people get on if they're homeless, and they have to meet certain criteria. They have to be on the streets or in the shelter system. And um, there's a lot of families who are doubled up. They're staying with friends or family. They're in motels, and they don't meet the criteria to, to advance on that list. So this would be funding $50,000 to create a new homeless specialist position who would help those families. The idea is that
that hopefully the city would put in 50000 as well, and that person can help those families to be able to advance and to get housing. Um, I, when I was worked at Community Action Coalition, I helped a lot of those families. That's really most of people I worked with. And it's really important, especially people who are doubled up with other people, because sometimes that caused that person they're staying with to lose their housing, and then you get this effect of more people losing their housing. So it's really important, I think, to really be able to help those families and individuals. Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn. Next up is Rhonda Connor, who will be followed by Melissa Sorensen. Hi, my name is Rhonda Connor. I'm with the Sierra Club, and I live here in Madison, Wisconsin. I'd like to thank you for this opportunity. Um, we do need to do more to really ramp up our activities to address the climate crisis. Um, so I'm asking that you do support our parks, uh, public lands, and open space. Um, one of my favorite activities in the fall is hiking in the Dane County Parks. Uh, they ensure a high quality of life, providing wonderful recreation opportunities around the county. And they provide carbon sinks, storing carbon in forests and other areas with long-term plant cover. So I'm in support of um, the funding for the parks, public lands, and open space. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Rhonda. Next up is Melissa Sorensen, followed by Carol Terrell. Hello, my name is Melissa Sorensen. I'm the Social Services Executive Director at the Salvation Army. Um, I first off want to thank you guys um, for all of your continued support um, with our um, emergency shelter for families and our emergency shelter for women. Um, also, our diversion program and our rapid rehousing program. Um, the county has been a, a very big supporter um, of all of these programs. We would not be able to do them without you. Um, and again, I'm here tonight to kind of talk about, Marilyn talked a little bit about this, but I'm here to talk about um, we as the Salvation Army do operate the only emergency family shelter and only emergency women's shelter in all of Dane County. So what that means is if somebody experiences homelessness today, the only option they do have for sheltering is with us, the Salvation Army. Um, and traditionally, many homeless shelters are operated out of the basement of churches or such as us. We have an old school building over on East Washington um, and over the years, the demand has increased, um, our programming has increased, and our building has remained the same. Um, we are operating with, out of a, uh, we have a lot of constraints with that building. Um, with the continued use of it, it is, is we have operated, we have owned it, for, or had it since 1977, and it has definitely showing its wear. Um, we are looking to do work on a redevelopment on the East Wash location. Um, which would include um, a purpose-built homeless shelter, which would mean that it actually has space for folks to do more than just sleep. Um, we would have a gymnasium, um, purpose-built sleeping quarters for folks, um, spaces for folks to do applications and work on um, employment, things like that, while also being able to um, have the... Um, amount of space for the folks actually asking for services. In 2018 alone, we sheltered 473 unduplicated women in our women's shelter and 247 families in our family shelter, which comprises of um, over 876 
people in the family shelter alone, which was 500 children. Um, and just to give you a little recap, this summer alone, we have, on average, we're denying 10 women a night and, on average, denying 16 families every single night for shelter. Um, so, again, when they aren't able to come into shelter, there is no other option besides typically outside on the streets or in their cars um, if they aren't able to double up with families or family members elsewhere. Um, so the goal of the Salvation Army um, was to develop a two-building campus that would shelter the um, women and families um, while also having pay-to-stay, which is a different sheltering model, also medical shelter, so folks being discharged from hospitals um, that aren't able to go into a traditional shelter or out onto the streets, having some medical space to recuperate, um, some single-room occupancy, and then um, also expanding our the dental clinic that is currently in our building. And then in addition to that campus, there would be affordable housing um, consisting of one-bedrooms and um, efficiencies. We did. Um, we were. We're not awarded the affordable housing grant this year, which means that we are already in a deficit of 1.3 million dollars for our fundraising for this um, purpose-built shelter and campus um, apartment building. So it wasn't originally put into the budget um, for the Salvation Army, but so that's why I'm here tonight. But also, the Homeless Issues Committee made a recommendation for 1.3 million dollars to be given to this project. Um, and I am here tonight to just ask for that you guys consider that um, moving forward so that we could actually, in our community, have for the very first time ever a purpose-built shelter to shelter our most um, vulnerable community members as well. Um, I do have, I also emailed all of you this too as well, but I do have um, some more information about what the project entails since I can't tell you all about it in my minimum time here. So I brought some copies. I also emailed you a nice color copy as well. Um, do I give this to? You could give it to staff who is staff. So right just want to say thank you very much for considering this. Thank you, Melissa. Next up is Carol Terrell, who will be followed by Greg Markle. Thank you. My name is Carol Terrell. I'm the Secretary Treasurer of Cranes. Um, we are working together on our statement with one of our partner organizations, the Four Lakes Group of the Sierra Club. Um, as a whole, we would like to commend the um, uh, budget before you, the operations and capital budget. Um, but we are here to say that we need to add, and it's up to you, uh, a climate change lens to the budget. There are, uh, we're very concerned that we are not going to get to a just and equitable future that is facing climate change, which we can see here and now in our communities, if we do not plan ahead of time. And that means that every budget is going to have to have attention to climate change, whether the issues are natural resource focused or providing um, cooling facilities for people when we have hot weather, extreme hot weather, etc. And we need to build, start building those things in now. Um, because the um, budget doesn't have very much, I have to say, um, we do want to support carryover funding which is mentioned in the 2020 budget, for the three items that were in last year's budget. A solar initiative, and, and we'll provide the um, carryover lines uh, in the document that we'll provide to you. 
uh, Solar Initiative, the Solar Energy Feasibility Study, and the Green Energy Green Jobs uh, Fund. Those seem to be the only items that relate specifically to energy planning and providing uh, services. And there are two proactive requests in the administration budget. Uh, capital request for $305,000 to purchase EV charging stations at six, uh, 16 county sites and administrative uh, capital budget request for $207,000 for a solar-ready roof replacement at the Lucier Family Heritage Center. So, as uh, you know, in September 12th, we presented you with a memo, one from the Sierra Club and one from Cranes. And so uh, I want to raise some of the key points there that we're going to ask you to make sure are covered in this budget because they are not, we can't find them in the budget that's been presented to you. We look forward to the release of the Dane County Climate Action Plan. Uh, many of us were involved in the working groups or uh, Gary served on the council itself. Um, so we are familiar with the recommendations and I'd like to uh, prior in priority order go through some of the um, very visible uh, actions that you could take. Prioritize energy conservation. After all, if we uh, don't use energy, then we don't have to produce it. We need to triple the current number of energy efficiency and energy retrofitting projects that are cost-effective and will provide good jobs, serve our residents and businesses. The proposal that we, that the council recommended was for a Dane County version of the Focus on Energy program, which uh, individually can help businesses, individual uh, homeowners, and local units of government and uh, service organizations, such as our providers of uh, service to the uh, in the health and human services area. Another priority would be to accelerate the rate of solar system installations and creation of electricity storage systems in order to achieve the goal of sourcing at least one-third of countywide electricity needs, which is estimated at 1,200 uh, megawatts from solar energy. Recognize uh, that we need to site more clean energy facilities. We, uh, uh, Carol, you have 30 seconds left. Okay. We recommend that you look to the intelligent siting hierarchy. Uh, clean energy facilities should be small scale, large scale, and distributed. And uh, we're really important, it's really important that we look to battery storage potential to assist the renewable energy uh, facilities in providing long-term uh, services. Thank you very much. Thanks, Carol. Next up is Gregory Markle, who will be followed by Don Ferber. Thank you. Uh, my name is Greg Markle, and I am Executive Director of Operation Fresh Start. Uh, so thank you for this opportunity to speak before you. I'm going to speak towards a couple items in the county executive's budget. Uh, one is the drive program for young people 18 and over, and the other is the apprenticeship program within the parks department. 
Um, the DRIVE program is uh, specifically uh, an addition to some of the great work which the county has been doing uh, to help young people get driver's license. Uh, previous programming has been focused on those 16 and 17-year-olds, which is great. Um, this is focused on those young people reaching 18. Uh, the apprenticeship is a path towards a career job for uh, young people and other people in the county within that Dane County Park system. Uh, both of these uh, fit into uh, some research which we did over the fall of last year, uh, through which we've produced a uh, roadmap for opportunity youth, which I will send you tomorrow. It's funded by the Hovde Foundation, and we worked with Wood Communications in creating it. And we uh, met with over 50 community leaders, and as importantly, we did focus groups with about 100 young people in the community. Focus groups of young people aged 16 to 24 who are opportunity youth. Uh, and opportunity youth is uh, the current term, a nice term, uh, for young people who aren't engaged in education or aren't engaged in employment up to their potential. So it's very underemployed uh, young people or folks who aren't in education. Uh, either haven't completed high school or have completed high school and stopped their education there. They have great opportunities to move forward. Uh, they also have the opportunity to cost our society a lot of money um, because they're at that point where they can make good or bad choices. Uh, Operation Fresh Start is really the only organization in Dane County singularly focused on helping these young people move forward. Our mission is to provide opportunity youth a path to self-sufficiency. So th through this research, uh, what the young people told us is there's three things which are paramount in helping them move forward. One is connection with what is the next step. Uh, so how to get to that next step. What is a career? How do I get there? Um, the young people actually described themselves as lost. And asked who would they go to for this help, they said their friends. And their friends said their friends. So there's this circle. Um, the other thing that they mentioned uh, specifically was driver's license. Um, driver's license, driver's license, driver's license. Uh, it's not traditionally part of most school curriculums, um, and it's oddly not recognized by big folks like Department of Labor as something needed for jobs. Yet a driver's license is the second most used qualifier for jobs in Dane County, number one being a high school diploma, number two being a driver's license. So if you search at the um, job center, driver's license is number two. The third thing was work-specific training and how to engage in that workplace culture. Uh, so the DRIVE program specifically uh, would be an opportunity for those young people to reach a uh, driver's license in 18. At 16, a driver's license is cool because if you can get a hold of a car, you can go to the movies. Um, at 18, it's the difference between a job and or a higher-paying job and not having that. So it's an economic development step for that young person and our community to help those young people move forward. Um, specifically, uh, Fresh Start is part of this DRIVE program, which uh, we'd love to be. Uh, we, would, uh, we have a relationship with different Dane County judges, um, City of Madison judges, where activities in the program can be used to pay down tickets. Uh, a large reason why a lot of young people aren't achieving a driver's license is they're starting that process with hundreds and maybe thousands of dollars worth of tickets. Um, so through this process, we can use those hours in the training um, through that relationship with the judges to pay down those tickets or to actually um, get rid of those tickets so then they're ready for that driver's license. If you got these tickets, it's a hold on your driver's license. You can't get the driver's license. So if you got a ticket for truancy when you're 17 and you're 19 and you're trying to get that job, 
and you got this ticket, which is now up to $500 because you got a bunch of fines on it. You aren't getting that job because you don't have that driver's license. Um, so you're driving illegally, and then you get another ticket, and then it's up to $1,000, and it's this cycle. Um, so through this program, we're able to help with that aspect of it. We also have a car, which was donated to us specifically for young people to take the test. Another reason young people aren't getting driver's licenses, they don't have access to a car which can pass the test. So when you go to the DMV to pass the test, the first thing that person does is they walk around the car and make sure everything's legal. So if you have a turn signal which isn't working, um, then you aren't going to get through it. If you have an airbag system which isn't working, which is a big bill to repair, um, you aren't going to get through that process. So the DRIVE program can help young people succeed, and 18 is when it's real, when it hits them that they need this driver's license to take the next step. Gary, you're at, Greg, I'm sorry, you're at five minutes. Am I? Okay. Um, apprenticeship is awesome. Uh, through our program, uh, young people in the Legacy program get a pre-apprenticeship, and they can jump right into that Dane County apprenticeship. It's cool. Thanks. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> I was so lost in listening, I lost track of the time. <laughs> Um, the next next step is Don Ferber, permission to speak. Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity to talk to you at a time when obviously you've had Sorry. this multitude of, of money coming in through all the revenues, and you're just wondering how can you possibly figure out ways to spend it all. You know, obviously an annual challenge that you face here. Uh, but speaking of green, actually I wanted to talk to you also about the parks and open space program and our natural resource areas and all that. Um, and speaking of greens, obviously I have one affiliation here, but I also used to be uh, a limited-term employee for Dane County Parks who worked in the natural areas program with volunteers and also on the stream bank restoration. And I can tell you from that, first of all, how hard the county park staff work, how we've been increasing our parkland and, and uh, natural areas and other lands over the years. And I'm very glad that you are getting additional staff for the county because it is much needed. We have this land. We have to take care of it uh, for people to enjoy and appreciate it, and it's really critical. One of the things in working with the volunteers like I did it not only has people that we multiply our effort by working on the land and getting further benefits, you're building up a constituency who knows and appreciates and can speak on behalf of the land and the value it has to us all, help bring other people out there. So it's a critical component of what we're doing here to provide enough staff, especially like with the apprenticeships you're doing and so on. That's, a, that's very important that we get these people in here who are going to be connected with our volunteers and with the users of the parks. Um, as has been mentioned already, I've also involved with climate change issues and the parks and natural areas provide a lot of services that are very critical. In terms of climate change, this is sequestration of carbon that's often accomplished by some of the programs and by setting aside areas for green space and managing them. That's a critical component that you haven't seen, or maybe some of you have seen the uh, preliminary work from the uh, County Climate Action Plan, but that'll be a critical component of that. But in addition, as mentioned, it provides ecosystem services in terms of water and management. Uh, obviously, recreation is a critical issue. Um, and then it's 
people love going to these places. It's a critical component of having Dane County be a place where people want to come to, spend their dollars, and appreciate the place we have. So I very much appreciate the support for this. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Um, that completes the registrations I have in front of me. Is there anyone in the gallery that wishes to address the county board on the budget whose name I didn't call? Seeing none, are there any questions of the individuals who spoke to us? And we are now on to such other business as the county board is authorized to conduct by law. No one weighing in. Chenoweth moves that we adjourn, seconded by Miles. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned. Until tomorrow night <laughs> at 7 o'clock. <laughs>